Welcome to Pixel Stories. I'm Kevin. I'm Caitlin. I'm Brian. And we have a guest. Who is this? Uh, how do you get in my house? <laughs> my- this guy again? <laughs> oh boy. Yep, I'm here to talk about Castlevania. Mike Levy from Dude You Haven't Played This Game and Pixel Tunes Radio. Don't be too excited. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dumpy Tunes Radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That is. Don't be he was just like, he's like, I'm from, uh, oh God, I gotta talk about Castlevania, my favorite thing in the world. Uh, we we found it appropriate that you yes. should be on the show. Yes. Seeing as, you know, probably way more than all of us combined about Castlevania. I literally know more than everyone in this room combined times the thousand. Yes. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's, that is a lot. Yeah, man. There's a lot. There's a lot of Castlevanias, so we're not going to pick a specific one today. We're just going to cover... The broad spectrum. <laughs> the realm. The, the realm, yeah, the series and the connections mm-hmm. to history and pop culture. And down the road, we'll probably pick more... We'll have you again, but we'll pick mm. more specific games like... Excellent. You know. If you'll come. This yeah. is all part you of know. my master plan. I was going to say, we got to have Ed on before we have Mike on again, I think. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think we got Kevin and Caitlin on Pixel Tunes. Oh, some more crossover yeah, episodes. Sounds good. I, I did, a, music I did an ad bad, once or twice. Be like I don't know. Music, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Help you, but True. I mean, depending on which one to pick. Yeah, yeah. So, well, why don't you give us a general synopsis of the games? I know, I know there's a lot of them, so why don't you do Sure. Uh, so, Castlevania, uh, the very first game came out in 1986 for the uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. The game is kind of a... It's, a, it's an action platformer, 2D side-scrolling, and it is kind of like... A mix regarding the style. It's a mix of like uh, the cheesy B movie, uh, like horror films, like the Hammer horror films, and the the Universal movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you're playing as this character, Simon Belmont. Uh, The whole franchise is basically you're playing as this family, or in most cases, you're playing as a member of the Belmont clan, if you will. And your whole thing is to take on uh, Dracula and or fiends or villains that are similar to Dracula. It's very heavily based on Bram Stoker's original novel, Dracula. Mm -hmm. So it's a family game. Yeah, totally. The family that slays together stays stays together. together. Yes, absolutely. That's a gem. (laughs) It's a gem in the rough. (laughs) It's a red crystal. (laughs) Yeah. You do uh, suspicious things for a red, red crystal. crystal. <laughs> suspicious, suspicious things. things. Things in, in dark. I just know what it's supposed to be. Right, so right. I can't. We'll throw that on the Facebook page. Yeah. yeah. If you want to know what the actual joke is. Yeah. Because it's uh, not family friendly. No, no, it is not. And this is a family game we've established. <laughs> yes, clearly. So that's that's it. That's the basic concept of the of the game. So there's been tons and tons of entries. It's it's great. It's my favorite franchise, obviously, but uh, it's good stuff. Now, Mike, you recently had a uh, interesting opportunity. One of the one of the long-term producers of the Castlevania series, Koji Igarashi, left Konami back in like 2015 or 2014, mm-hmm. and he ended up forming his own studio. And the whole reason why he left is because Konami decided that they were going to reboot the series so essentially what happened and this is from what i understand Mm -hmm. is they took multiple different concepts from a bunch of different development houses including konami so uh koji igarashi was going to make a game 
that is playing more like Symphony of the Night, basically a, a sequel. It's like supposed to be Symphony of the Night 2. Cool. There was even a cutscene that was distributed, uh, I think it was E3 one year, and it was footage, like CG footage of like Alucard, and I think it was just his face or something like that. that and then familiar. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a, a sequel. I think they were just calling it Castlevania, but they didn't have an official title. Ooh, but it featured Alucard, so cool. that looked really cool but they ended up going with a company called mercury steam and mercury steam originally wanted to remake super castlevania 4 mm -hmm. they ended up uh, making an entirely brand new game basically rebooting the franchise into this uh series called lords of shadow which i am personally not a huge fan of most of the traditional castlevania base our fan base is really not a big fan of it. I don't want to speak for everybody because I'm sure there are some that that didn't that did like it. The game wasn't bad, but it wasn't a Castlevania. Exactly. Yeah. That's kind you of know, and a lot of it was people. Fun. It just wasn't. If you try to take yourself out of right, like if thinking you, if this you, is a Castlevania, if you never played game. Castlevania, you'd be like, oh, this, yeah. this is a fun game. Right. But playing all the other ones and how great they were, mm -hmm. playing that, you're like, well, this isn't really a Castlevania. Right. So like God of War, Castlevania. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and a mix yeah. of like God of Shadow Vania. God of Vania. I'll yeah. kill you. So the thing about Castlevania is it had its own sense <laughs> of style. War. Castle of War. Castle Sorry. War. <laughs> war. War Castle. Owls War Castle. It's also moving. It's got some cannons. Calcifer. Oh God! Off the off the rails. Oh boy, alright, pull we'll back. Okay, so Castlevania started as an action game. Even though it did, it still kind of fit the bill to, to play like, it has its own unique feel and style of gameplay. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and tons of games were later on innovated by it. Um, you know, clones or homages Just to... Clone Jutsu. Yeah, pretty much. So... Homunculus? <laughs> <laughs> Castlevania? Homunculus? Yeah, yeah. Homunculi. Homunculi. That's what I was looking for. In the more later portion of the 90s, it was like around 97, actually the anniversary just recently came up, Castlevania Symphony of the Night came out, and this game, published by Konami, developed by Konami, but the producer was Koji Igarashi, and so he kind of took on the mantle because the game did so well. Symphony of the Night was a huge success for, for Konami. Mm -hmm. They ended up making more games that were pretty much, they ended up becoming very cookie cutter. They were still fun, still unique, and still different. You're talking about the DS ones? The, yeah, oh, and, yeah, and a lot of the enemies in that became very cookie cutter. Like you would see the same skeletons, the same bosses, the same, like they changed it up as far as the story goes and the gameplay and everything and the characters but like the enemies specifically you would start seeing the same sprites and everything yeah. and they did this more on a as a budget conscious effort yeah. what's that called when they there's a there's a word that they use in the industry when they reuse the sprites like that Shovelware? Shovel. Uh, no, <laughs> not shovelware. Palette, uh, palette, palette swap. I love how you were about to like just go with it. You're like shovelware. Yeah, yeah, yeah shovelware. No, that is. He's that, not, see, here's the thing. I don't think it's shovel. I was just joking. Obviously, it's not shovelware. It's like Symphony of the Night was so so good. Yeah. And to have those other ones, okay, now you have different. You know, okay, you have the tarot cards in one. You have the mm -hmm. the soul stealing in the right. soul stealing in yeah, the other yeah. one. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about it. Mm -hmm. All the games played really, really fantastic. I mean, gameplay-wise, they were all still really top-notch. But I, I, I just kind of feel like the system, or the, the series is kind of treading the same territory. Oh, and so, yeah. yeah. And so, money-wise, the money was still rolling in, but it was, you know, the fan base was like, all right, more or less, more of the same. Like, they came to expect these Egavania titles as a lot of, most people call them Metroidvania. They're not Metroidvania because Igarashi actually came out and said 
that Zelda actually was the hugest inspiration for Symphony of the Night, believe it or not. Yeah. Because you would get a new weapon, and you would fight a, a totally like a new boss with that ability or with that weapon, and then to get to gain, the next part. Yeah, to get yeah. to the next part. Yeah. And so it it does coincidentally play a lot like Metroid. So the series was kind of spinning its wheels, and so they wanted to go with a different direction, and so they went with Lords of Shadow, and kind of it, it, it kind of tanked the series in a lot of ways. Mm. First game was actually very successful financially for Konami, so they were like, let's make two more. So they made uh, another one. Did you even play the other one? I didn't play the second. I played and beat the first one, so and I. I disliked it. The thing is, and this is the whole point that I was trying to get at, is Symphony. A lot of people say, well, Symphony of the Night changed things. It didn't though. Uh, because Castlevania II Simon's Quest, which was the second game in the series, was a non-linear game that kind of, in a way, inspired... It was. It totally was. Oh, it, they're totally two different games. No, no Simon's way. Quest no and way. Symphony of the Night are very similar games in terms of style. They're not in a castle, so to speak, but later games in the series, like Order of Ecclesia, mm. plays very similar to Simon's Quest in the sense that you're going to different locations, different places. You're staying outside. You're not in a castle. Those two, but you just right. compared something to Night to Simon's Quest too. Well, yes, in terms of layout. So I'm just talking about level design. Okay. So the like, level, like the design, foundation, right? The core foundation of the game still stays the same, oh, like I in terms mean. of the okay, action. Okay. And later games in the series, like Castlevania 64, which a lot of people dislike, <laughs> that's because uh, it's garbage. I Sorry. personally Sorry. like Castlevania 64. That's because you're. Well, Legacy of <laughs> Legacy of Darkness actually, which well, was the, the which was the director's cut. I, I never played the director's 64. cut. I played um, the first one. It was bad. Castlevania sixty four. The the issues that it has is uh, the camera and the controls mm. are very initially difficult. So the game, you mean? No. So playing the game is it's difficult. difficult. No, the gameplay itself is fun. Yeah, personally, see, I thought it was fun. For me, the camera controls, I have no patience for. Like, yeah. Well, what was it? One of the first Tom Clancy games, oh. Splinter Cell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I I picked that. You know, I started playing that, and the camera controls, I just didn't like. I was like, nope, done, mm -hmm. done. I, I, I love the game. I want to yeah. try to play it, but. That, I love I, you, but you're, you're also biased. I, Castlevania's I, your favorite. So. Well, yeah. yes and no. So I remember when Castlevania 64 came out. I picked it up when it came out. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed it for what it was, but I also was still in that mindset where if you look back on the game, sure, it hasn't aged well. It still has a lot to offer. And it was the very first Castlevania game where you actually fight vampires, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. Like, other than Dracula I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, would yeah. see vampires just kind of hanging out, chilling, mm -hmm. which I always thought was really cool. So it had a lot of really unique ideas. Eating sandwiches. You know. Eating sandwiches. Watch yeah. TV. Yeah, 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 sandwiches. Yeah. Let's take a dump. Yeah, sink it behind them. Yeah, so. yeah. Let's so, sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> <aw>. <laughs> so gross. I know. <laughs> what else is a vampire going to eat? Like... Hey, a vampire's got to eat, right? <laughs> I need to know where everybody stands on it, because that, that Castlevania 2 seems like it's a love it or hate it. It's a polarizing kind of game. I love it. I know Mike I, likes I, it. It's one of my favorites, if not my favorite. Yeah. I'm actually, I break the mold, so I'm in between. So I don't hate it or love it, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's it. I think people that complained about it, I do think there's, there are a lot of cryptic parts in the game mm -hmm. where you would never know what to do. That's which I think, Sure. Which I think is stupid. Because it's not skill-based at that point. It's like, I have to go to this corner. I have to crouch down. I have to crouch down. This. Well, they yeah. tell you. Yeah. There's the a hint in the game that tells you yeah. to do oh, that. Oh, that part? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't remember yeah. that. Th that's you the thing talk is... to the NPCs, so, which nobody does. And you got right take right. notes. Right. Yeah. Just remember. <laughs> that's the thing about Castlevania, Simon's Quest, Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest is that as you're playing the game, if you actually read the manual, which 
No, God he does. No, well, nobody does Actually, now I'm, because there are no I'm manuals. I'm notorious. Only Zool. I, I love, I love reading, reading Remember, I used to always read the manual when we got the game. I mean, now it's yeah. There's no manual. It's like, go to this website. I'm not right. That. Yeah. When yeah. there used to be a manual in there, I used to right. sit down and read it. Well, most games there. now have a tutorial built into the game, but yeah. uh, Simon's Quest, they put specifically in the manual that the townspeople that you speak with could be potentially telling you fibs or lies right. or twisting the truth. So you had to kind of watch out for that. So sometimes they were telling you honestly what's going on, but the thing that a lot of people forget is that the townspeople were going mad in the story because Dracula's curse was had been brought... Down on the people. Yeah, or, exactly, yeah. right. And so people were going, as you progress throughout the game, and you get closer and closer, closer to Dracula, the people are going crazy like people are talking about like death stars and, and uh, yeah like blowing up Alderaan yeah, and blowing up Alderaan yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're talking about like they're just like please help me like help me or I'll die like that type of stuff like help please help me help me help me please yeah, like is so, that the one where it's like live with me come live yeah, with me yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. come live with live me forever or whatever yeah. Yeah. yeah so that that's the kind of stuff they inner dumpy little house <laughs> yeah right <laughs> No, I'm not here. <laughs> so I used to duck, every time I would see that person, I would duck down with them and just be like, all right, so this is your digs, huh? Cool, cool, nice place. <laughs> you don't have anything. Yeah, yeah. Like nothing. You're just chilling. They just want protection from vampires and yeah. or zombies. Like, you would you would go mad if you couldn't go out at night mm -hmm. and, like, you peek out your window and there's just, like, radioactive green, green There's this radio green thing with those arms over yeah, yeah. Like, like, doing this. Yeah, yeah. Like, Nobody can see what yeah. you're doing. Right. I said arms over his head. Yeah, I said his arms yeah, over yeah. his head. Arms over yeah. their head. Hands what's out. Doing this. Like, they're doing the, uh, what was that, the Michael Jackson? Yeah, the zombie dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dance. Thank you. Yeah. Except above your head. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm sure they, you know, did one of these. Yeah, yeah, punch. the double punch. And the, and the, and the rope pull. And the yep. pull from left yeah. to right, yeah. So, that's that's kind of the thing about Castlevania with Simon's Quest is, uh, it was very cryptic, but, uh, you know, it's a very polarizing game, and I, I think it's one of the best, personally. It was the first game yes, that yeah. I ever played, so I may be a little biased. Oh, that was the first Castlevania you ever played? That was the very first oh, one. See, I played the first one before I played the second Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So, and I, I liked it. I mean, but like I said, I'm in the middle. I wouldn't say I hate it. I wouldn't say I love it. Mm -hmm. It's not my favorite Castlevania, but I wouldn't hate it. That's, mm -hmm. strong. That's very strong. Yeah, sometimes. yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of the hate is unjustified, and it all honestly comes from the Angry Video Game Nerds review mm -hmm. of it, because just, you know, a lot of those games people just like to take a dump on and you know well, he's uh, actually uh, admitted diarrhea dump, diarrhea dump exactly yeah. exactly but they don't he, play themselves yeah they? well he's actually admitted uh before that it's one of his favorites mm -hmm. so it's more like he's playing a character that really really hates the game right you know he's being he's an actor that's right what that's what he's doing exactly no right. i know i hear you yeah yeah but no uh symphony of the night is really classic fran uh franchise game it's mm. it established the core mechanics that Koji Igarashi set up, and yeah, I got a chance to interview him because he left Konami and he formed his own company, and they're working on a game that's a spiritual successor called Bloodstained. Okay. It's looking really good so far. So yeah, it was, it was cool to meet him, cool to interview him. I mean, it's kind of a weird lifelong dream come true. Nice. So, we'll put, we'll put yeah. a link up to that interview. Yeah, to the yeah. interview too. Cool. Cool. Well, we don't, have, sure. don't discuss it because yeah, we're gonna yeah, we we force sure. people to force listen. People to listen. Yeah. <laughs> you get out right of your house. house. I tried to ask <laughs> questions <laughs> that not everyone would ask, so. Cool. You know, very cool. Yeah, talking about Castlevania, we would be remiss if we didn't actually talk about Dracula. So you guys, it is the point of the game. If he wasn't there, it'd be Simon's grocery shopping list. <laughs> it wouldn't be very exciting. Yes, I need more garlic. <laughs> garlic. And do you have any mountain laurels? <laughs> do you have any red crystals? You don't want to know what I do for those crystals, sir. <laughs> 
So, speaking about Dracula, we have to talk about Vlad Tepish. He has actually a couple different names. So, Vlad Tepish was what he was born with. Vlad the Impaler. Uh, Vlad Dracul. Yeah. And he had one more. Dracula. Uh, Order the Dragon. Vlad, Order of the Dragon. Yep. The full name. Oh, is wow. what, they, what they call him. And Dra- Dracul means dragon, obviously. Yeah. Which actually originally meant devil, too. That's what both translations Devil. Are. Started mm-hmm. as devil, turned into dragon. And, you know, as a young boy, he's in Transylvania, that we're talking about, sorry. Uh, as a young boy, he was sent to the Sultan in the Ottoman Empire as a show of good faith by his father. Mm-hmm. So him and his brother went to the Sultan. So, so the father was like, you know, I'm not going to invade. Here's my two sons to stay with you. And this is where he learned... A lot of his brutal tactics that he used when he became the ruler, like impalement, public execution, mm-hmm. that kind of awful stuff. Or what's that called? Clowns. The, the, oh, that's pretty Bump brutal. Screws. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do we actually want to talk about the impalement for a moment? Yeah, well, we will. We'll yes. get to that. But, okay. You know, I'm just talking about where he learned all this stuff. He learned this because he was in the Ottoman sure. Empire yeah, and yeah. saw all this stuff. Yeah. And that's why he became the way he was, because the sultan double-crossed him and buried his brother and his father alive but not before burning their eyes out with hot pokers. Jeez. And then burying him alive. And he saw all this. Sounds fun. Escaped. And I think in 1456, he was old enough, he took back, it's called Wallachia, was the throne before they called it Transylvania. Mm-hmm. I always called it Wallach- Wallachia. Nope. It's Wallachia. It's Wallachia? Wallachia. Okay. Wallachia. Okay. Wallachia. Okay. You're I don't know. Wall of Kia. Wall of Kia. It's like Kia. Like furniture wall. <laughs> oh, I thought you were like talking about the car. Like, <laughs> wall of yeah, cars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it topples over. <laughs> Why did I do this? Yeah, yeah. This All the car alarms story. go off at once. <laughs> Shakes the entire town. Uh, but yeah, in 1456, he took the throne back of uh, Wallachia. So you could say he was the man of... Wallachia. Oh my gosh. Uh, That's rough. That's rough. Coming in the squeaker, Bri. So, one thing I will say about vampires and the whole lore Mm -hmm. behind them is one of the reasons why why people now think that vampires became a thing or, you know, a mythological thing. Bats carry rabies, and so if you got bit, you would start trying to bite other people. You would have rabies and you would, you know, try to do that. So, that's kind of where the whole vampirism. Thing came mm-hmm. from. There's actually a, a couple other things that go along with that too. Hi, I'm mm-hmm. the vampire expert. No, <laughs> <laughs> I have one tattooed on my back. But um, one of the other things, she uh, is one. Yeah, I am a vampire. In case yeah. you didn't know, spoilers. Um, yeah, she's dead in her bed. Just, yeah, <laughs> just look at pictures of me. I'm, I'm, you know, like a sheet. I'm so pale. Now where was I going with that? One of the other things about it, how you know they would stake them in the heart, mm-hmm. like where that came from. When people bury their corpses, this was before... Embalming. Embalming. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's the word I was looking it's for. Okay. Before embalming. Mm-hmm. And so part of decomposition of a body is it becomes very, like, swollen and engorged. Mm-hmm. Like, it gets bloaty. Yeah. And they would turn kind of red. And so that's where that, like, blood drinking part came from is that they thought they were rising from the grave mm. going and they becoming yeah, engorged with blood uh, and then they would stake them in the heart and it would just explode yeah, everywhere wow. all, all um, i can think of is have you ever seen the movie with leslie nielsen yes yeah there's yeah, the part yeah. where he stakes them yeah and like the, it's, it's mel brooks and i forget the actor leslie nielsen no 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 it's, 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 it's he was supposed to be jonathan oj simpson they're about this. Oh, wait, that's oh, they're, they're about to stake <laughs> the vampire, and so Mel Brooks gets behind him with the comm. He's like, "Stake her!" And he stakes her, and they just they obviously just use a fire hose. Right, right. They spray it with blood. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, "She's almost dead. Do it again." Yeah, and, he's like, yeah. and he does it again, and he's just like, "There's so much blood." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's covered. Oh, it's Tim Curry. Is it? No, Tim not not Tim Curry. Tim. 
from, uh, from Wings. He from was, Wings. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what is his name? Daily. Tim Daly. That's yes. It. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. great in that. Yeah. That, that whole movie. That part was, awesome. was so good. It was like, there's so much blood. Yeah. 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 Like, he's so really dripping blood. blood. Yeah. Face. Yeah. So yeah. Dracula Dead and Loving It was the that's movie. That's the name of it. That's such a great movie. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Speaking of the blood, that's right. But yeah, I mean, before science, you know. Yeah. People didn't have any way to explain it. So they, you know. But that's that's why said what they thought. Um, that's where Bram Stoker gets the idea mm-hmm. from this because what Vlad Tepish would do is talking about the impalement. Oh, yeah. You know, outside of this castle, is like a forest of people. Like that's how many people he impaled. Yeah, yeah. I think the death count was close to 100 k, 100 thousand people. Wow. Not that's, all impalement, but that's what he how many people he killed. Sure, yeah. sure. And so he used to eat dinner while these people were screaming around him, and he dipped the bread in the blood. Yeah. And he did. Yeah. Screaming, they're yeah. impaled. Well, yeah, yeah like people, screaming. people. You're not, you're not dead yet. You're not yeah. dead yet. I'm you're not, not dead. Yeah, that's exactly dead. what I was thinking. <laughs> what was gonna say because like they actually didn't die from the impalement; they died from exposure. Yeah, because you got to think I, about because, it. Because I mean, if, as far as what I read, they were impaled from depending if it was a guy or a girl, mm-hmm. from the back or the front of your special parts, yeah, and then up through your body out of your mouth. A lot of the times it would come through the collarbone. It would come through the right. collarbone you so di- they mostly, would not die. That's what I was reading is that most of the people they died of exposure. Right. Yeah. And not from the wounds because it was so, uh, it was a closed wound. Right. Going all the way through. You got to think about it like if you get stabbed with a knife, it, the very first thing they tell you is to not, not pull, pull the knife. Because it's going to, your yeah. muscles are going to contract. Right, right. You got hit. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, going to yeah. bleed yeah. more. Yeah, so, so you'll live yeah. longer if you keep it in. So mm-hmm. it's funny you talk about dipping the bread mm. in the blood because there's a vampire reference where there's a guy fighting a vampire and they're having a dialogue you know, this anime and he goes how many victims do you have and he goes how many slices of bread have you eaten and it's this kind of like <laughs> I, I think I think it's a reference to that that's cool mm. that's right probably good. yeah yeah so while we were doing our research one of the other things I saw too is I thought that you know Vlad, Vlad the Impaler was Bram Stoker's Inspiration for the book, mm-hmm. but I guess it was Carmilla actually. Yeah, which, so is, which the, is really cool. Yeah, the book uh, Carmilla by uh, what's his name? Uh, Carmen Carmilla. You Carmen, say Carmen, Carmen Carmilla? San Diego. Yes. Oh Carmen, my Carmen, god! Carmen. Where Carmen, in the world? Carmen, Carmen, Where in the Car- world? Is Carmen. Car- 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 Karma, 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 chameleon. <laughs> uh-huh. It's by um, Sheridan Le Fanu. Le, Le yes, yes. I have the book, I just haven't read it yet. Actually, I read it this week. Yeah, so it, it was it's good. Not, it's not a long read, but they use... It's a, short, yeah. Yeah, but they, they use a lot of um, slang that we obviously don't anymore. Yeah. So half the time mm-hmm. I have to stop and be like, mm-hmm. even if you... I have the Kindle. You're like, I need footnotes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, on the Kindle, you can hold it and it'll be like, oh, this is what this means. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, neat. So when I held it, it was like, yo, that word doesn't exist anymore. I'm like, okie dokie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, yeah. oh, this means more. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a weird word, like, bosh. It was like, B-O-O-S-H-E. Yeah. And I was like, bosh. And it kept coming up, so I was like, did this mess up? And this word shouldn't be here? But when I Googled it, I was like, oh, it's a replace all accident? Yeah, I was like, oh, it means more. I see. But there's a lot of words like that. So you'd be in the flow of the book, and unfortunately, then you'd be like, and like, oh, what's that word? What's that word mean? But it was good. It was interesting. It was interesting to see a book that's that old that had a female protagonist that was lesbian that's yeah. not very common oh no definitely she was not a, uh, the female vampire she, she was a lesbian she sought after this yep this woman in the book it was good I liked it yeah it was just different mm-hmm. so you haven't read it you said or I have not read it no yeah. I know that it's based on the real countess her name is Elizabeth Bathory it's, mm-hmm. it's Elizabeth Bathory but it's rewind that's not, it's not about her what it's no I'm, I'm saying it's, it's based on her it's not about her Okay. It's the yeah because the vampire woman itself herself is Carmilla right, in the Car- book right. Um, the Countess Karnstein is her name. Right. So 
Carmilla is based on Elizabeth Bathory, Elizabeth Bathory yeah. and that's a throwback to other characters in the Castlevania series. Yep. There's two characters in particular. One is Carmilla. She she was also named Camilla, like instead like they took the R out. Huh. In I think it's Castlevania two, they call Car- Carmilla Camilla's mask, and the reason for that is I guess in the book Carmilla. There's uh, she often wears a mask. Yeah, right. And then her her whole name is uh, is an anagram, like all right, in the book she's Mercala, the Countess of Karnstein. Mm-hmm. Mercala is an anagram for Carmilla. Okay, so okay. Like, you know, even if you're slow, like, yeah. You know, thirty pages, you're like, well, she's the vampire. Right, you right. right. <laughs> yeah, so you figure it out quick. But it's it's good. I mean, that if you really think about it, you guys were just talking about Castlevania too. She's one of the key players because she's trying to bring Dracula back. Well, Carmilla's. Hides behind her mask in in Simon's Quest. Yeah. So in the other games, uh, specifically, you're talking probably about Bloodlines. Bloodlines. There's a character called uh, Elizabeth Bartley. Yeah. And she is, you know, same thing. It's a reference to, to Carmilla. Yep. And Elizabeth Bartley is trying to bring Dracula back, you know, to life. And yep. so you're playing as two different characters, John Morris and Eric Le- Eric Lacard. Oh, Lacard. Lacard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so you're trying to bring her down, so then you can take on Dracula. Yeah. Talking about, you know, Elizabeth Bartley, we gotta talk about Elizabeth Bathory. Yes. Or the Countess yep. Elizabeth Bathory. Yep. Yes. So, kind of a, kind of a big deal. Is she the so, one she used to bathe in blood? Yes. yes. Correct, correct, correct. She's actually <laughs> in the Guinness Book of World Records for most prolific serial, serial killer. killer. Yeah. So she killed the yep. most people, the highest count of which reported for a female 650. Female? Oh, wow. Yeah, 650. Yeah. Uh, and she was she was very similar to... Killed. Well, I mean, I guess the big difference between, you know, Vlad Tepish and her is that she was... She was nobility, and she used that to lure these girls to kill them. Mm-hmm. Where he was, he was a warrior. Like he was a warrior. Prince. Right. Yeah. Right. You know right. what I mean? So he. She was just cuckoo crazy. Right. But yeah. I mean, she was very <laughs> cuckoo for crazy puffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she was she was very similar to him in the sense of like she was a master of cruelties. Right. You know, because she uh, like mutilated hands, like yep. burned them. Like she didn't always just bathe in the blood. She did. That's what she was known for. Right. But she did all this other crazy stuff, like she like bit her servants, like like Caitlin was saying, she was yep. nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like she like some examples are she burned or mutilated the hands, biting the flesh off the faces of mm-hmm. servants, mm-hmm. arms on their bodies, freezing or letting them starve to death outside. Yeah. And she used needles uh, under the nails. Oof. Uh, Fun. Like stuff like that. She was brutal. <laughs> yeah. She was brutal McNoodles. So people are terrible. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But she, and is, she wasn't uh, even killed for her crime. No, because no. she, she, she was revered. Yeah. They, they nominated her president. No, no but she was, <laughs> she was nobility, so they didn't execute her. She was just locked away in a windowless yeah. room, solitary confinement for yeah. five years until she died. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, money can buy freedom. There you go. Yeah, yeah. again. Basically, well, not yeah. fr- freedom, but, but yeah, well, you know, dying. Yeah. Although yeah. being locked in a windowless room is probably worse. Dead. So, so I mean, relatively. Locked up for five years for killing 650 people? <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. Not really, uh... It's not bad. It's not fair. No. Um, well, that's only because she died. They didn't let her out. Right, right. that's true. <laughs> so the whole reason why she bathes in blood is she would bathe specifically in virgin mm-hmm. women's blood. Yep. And the whole point of it was to try to make herself youthful. Yep. Very vampire. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That whole connection to living forever. Right. Blood. Yep, yep. You know, which is cool. One of the other ones that when I was doing the research which I saw because I didn't remember them well so I had to go back to the game to check was uh, St. Germain. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I was like, oh, I wonder if that's a reference and actually I found a couple of really neat stuff. So he was in Curse of Darkness. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Yep. He's... 
the connection is there's actually a Saint Germain. Uh-huh. So, but he really wasn't a saint. They just called him Saint Germain. Right, right. Which is interesting. In the game, he has the ability to travel through time, and he hounds Hector in the game to abandon his quest. Yep. Which doesn't work because mm-hmm. he doesn't do that. <laughs> yeah. He just travels back in time. Hey, poking him. Hey, Hector, <laughs> give up your hey. quest. Give up your quest. Hey, <laughs> hey, is this bothering you? He's like <laughs> invading his personal space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Standing right next to him. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Like, just like hovering over his shoulder, just breathing heavily. <laughs> Doing, uh, what you doing over here? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the connection is, you know, like you said, St. Germain. He was born in 1691 and died in 1784. So that's, for that time, that's pretty impressive. He was 93, hmm. which doesn't really happen that often. No. Anymore, which is pretty crazy. You know, that's, it said that he's, he was a great philosopher, uh, and he used many aliases so he could deflect his origin story. So not many people knew a lot about him. Hmm. Voltaire used to call him the Wonder Man, and that's kind of like a jab. He didn't actually... You know, because he'd always make up like different stories, so nobody knew who he really was. Hmm. Um, he always made this fantasy about being 500 years old, like the different stories. Mm-hmm. That's what's funny, because maybe they, he always would joke that he was 500 years old, and they used time travel in this game. Mm-hmm. So it's like, right, that's right. why I saw that connection, which I thought yeah. was interesting. Um, like I said, his background is murky at best, but uh, several sources say he was uh, the son of a prince, Francis II, of Rokots, is how you pronounce it, of Transylvania. Mm-hmm. So then we go back in Transylvania again. Right, right, which, right. Which is cool. And then, I mean, that makes sense with the name <coughs> Castlevania, too. you got to keep in mind that Transylvania, Castlevania, Castlevania. Yeah, right, right. More it was mostly due to... They, they, they didn't want it to come down to a rights thing, mm-hmm. as far as like the, the legal rights, like the, the legality of, of it. But what's interesting is that Dracula, the Bram Stoker's Dracula book, is actually in the Castlevania official timeline. So if you look at the timeline, it starts with Lament of Innocence. And, you know, I'm not going to cover every single game, but it, mm-hmm. if you drop down in the 1800s, at some point in time was Order of Ecclesia, which is a more, like, magic-based uh, game, which is a fantastic game. It's one of my favorites. What's that, what system is that for? That's for the DS. Is That's that- the last official Castlevania game that came out that fits the original timeline, if you don't t- count all the pachinko machines. No, yeah. yeah. I mean, what does it play like? Just, uh, I mean, it's, the it's, it, No, it's, it's 2D. It's side-scrolling. It plays very similar to Symphony of the Night in terms of gameplay and level design and everything, but the difference is that you're going through like forests and caverns and underwater locations, and mm. there's like a hub town that you go to, okay. and then you go to the town, and you could talk to townspeople, and they give you like these side quests, like, oh, you know, you meet this girl, Laura, and she's like, you know, I need some bread or whatever, so you mm. gotta go find the bread, you bring it back to her, and she gives you like a special weapon or whatever. Oh, that's cool. So there's all sorts of really cool things like that. It's like one of my favorite Castlevania is, games. Is that the one where you can switch characters, and it's a nope. female character, that's got the book? That's like port spells. Yeah, <laughs> that's portrait of ruin. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. so I thought there were only three. So there's a fourth one for the DS. There's Dawn of Sorrow, which was a sequel to Aria of Sorrow for the Game Boy Advance. Yep. and that is kind of a jump in the future. That takes place in 2036 for Dawn of Sorrow. Aria of Sorrow takes place in 2035, and they are basically those are weird. I never really got into those. It's not that they're bad games. I just really haven't sat down and hunkered down and started Wait, to play them yeah. right. But they are based on this character named Soma Cruz who has been reborn as Dracula, basically, comes to find out. So you're essentially Dracula trying to stop yourself from turning evil or something like that. I can't oh. remember officially. Okay. Like I said, I haven't played through the game so 100%. So it's the year 20XX. 20XX, exactly. <laughs> Dracula. Yep. <laughs> so before Arya of Sorrow's Portrait of Ruin, which was 1944, and Portrait of Ruin is the sequel or... 
yeah, I guess you could say it's a sequel to Bloodlines, and Bloodlines is the one that takes place right after the Dra Bram Stoker book. Yep. So the whole point is you're playing as these characters, the Belmonts, for almost the entire series up until Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night it ties in with a game called Rondo of Blood, and uh, the Super NES port was a Dracula X. Yep, which made no sense. Well, Rondo of Blood came out on the PC Engine, uh, which was... Uh, a super, super popular system in Japan. Mm -hmm. So they decided they were going to make an exclusive game for it. And then the Super NES was doing so well in the U.S. and mm -hmm. there was such a big Castlevania fan base that they were like, let's go ahead and port this game over to Super NES. So some people like it, you know, because they that was their first exposure to it. But Rondo of Blood is, is really a fantastic game. Yeah. Like it's way, a way, way better game, in my opinion, than Dracula X. Mm -hmm. But... After Dracula X, as far as the story goes, Symphony of the Night starts up. The very beginning of Symphony of the Night is the end of Bloodline, yeah. or is the end of Rondo of Blood. Mm -hmm. So there's this character, Richter Belmont, and he disappears, and then you're playing as Dracula's son, Alucard. And there's not really... I mean, you guys know the history. I looked. You... I couldn't... The only thing I found was there was a movie... Uh, like a Hammer Son of Dracula. Son of, yeah, Hammer, right. called Son of Dracula. Yep. And that's where they bring it up. Other than that, history-wise, there yeah. really isn't anything else that Which, has to do with Alucard. That's really all, what, what it's all about, though, with Castlevania, as far as the series goes. Oh, so like, Also, if you're a derp, Alucard's Dracula backwards. Yeah, so Spoilers. <laughs> but that's the whole point of the series is that they took inspiration from these universal movies and the Hammer Horror films. Mm. One of the reoccurring enemies that you fight, Medusa, oh, is heads, based yeah. on, well, not just the Medusa heads, but the actual Medusa herself mm. is based on uh, more like um, Greek mythology or Roman mythology. Mm. Yep. And that, in and of itself, came from Clash of the Titans, the movie Clash of the Titans. Yep. So there's a lot of references to that. Cool. But there's like a throwback to a lot of the like Hammer horror, horror films, mm -hmm. the Universal Pictures, Clash of the Titans, mm -hmm. a lot of that more mythological stuff. So you see inspiration from like everywhere from yeah. the bosses. Yeah. Like for example, even the minor enemies too. Like for example, you'd have like the merman. Mm -hmm. And if you got hit by him, you'd get thrown back, just mm -hmm. like in the movie. Uh, same with the werewolf. Mm -hmm. When the yep. werewolf attacks somebody, they go flying across the screen. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. Uh, right. When a vampire attacks someone, they go flying across. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to jump in really quick. The only. You never feel bad about killing bad guys in any Castlevania except yeah. for. Super Castlevania the, 4. The Houndmaster. Because you kill his pet yeah. and he just crouches next to it. Yeah. You're just like. It's like one of the. Like, like, you know what? I kill him because it's his fault. The dog went in the battle. Fight your own battles. <laughs> that, I don't kill the dog. I kill him. That was always one of the saddest moments in video games, in my opinion, mm. was when you yeah. go. There's this trick wall that's, that's or this trick trick floor that if you whip it, you can uh, go, whip it good. You can go downstairs, and there's a ton of like really cool secrets and stuff, and you see this dog. This ghost dog kind of jumping all over the place, mm. and you know the, his master's like walking around with him or whatever. So the ghost dog and his master just kind of chilling, mm. and then the master doesn't hurt you, but the ghost dog does. He jumps at you and can damage you. So you know you kind of unless you're going to take the damage, you know, and not kill the dog. You I always tried to not kill the dog because I knew that if you kill the dog. The master's gonna kneel down beside him, and you know the dog like howls, yeah. and then it dies, and then the master disappears, and yeah. you're like, oh, it's so sad. Mm. Like, oh, you know what? They had that. They had an owl master too in Symphony of the Night. Yeah. Yes, they, they, he did the same thing. Yeah, like, if you kill the owl, he he, he gets well, yeah. really enraged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he can't go to Hogwarts if you kill his. <laughs> well, I, I, this whole thing reminds me of when you were playing that Lord of the Rings game. 
That was messed up. Shadow of Mordor. I was really upset about that. I did not like... There was a DLC that was free, mm-hmm. and they added new generals? I think they're called? I forget. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so, a war Yeah. And you're, you're killing them, and they ride... Um, not wargs. They ride... The warg death in Symphony of the Night, though, is fantastic. Yeah, I do yeah, like that. Is. They howl and then... Don't they look like Rancors? Yeah, they look like Rancors. They look like Rancors. Star Wars. But, oh, okay. But, it, <laughs> but they called. added new generals that ride these different animals that you have to beat. Mm. And that's what you do in the game. You beat the generals and you beat the game. That's how sure. it goes. Yeah, yeah. But when you kill... When you fight this guy, you kill his... Rancor guy. Rancor guy first. I forget what they're called. Yeah. And you kill him first and he just doesn't care. Like, huh. he just cries. Yeah. And like, and he's like, he was my only friend, and you have to kill this guy to progress. Right. So what? Right. like, oh, I, was like I was like, are you serious? There's a cutscene, and he's just like sitting next to this dead thing you just killed, and he's crying. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. an orc. Like the cutscene, it like fades to like when the orc is little and the thing's just like a puppy, <laughs> and you're like look at his face. Dude, it was awful. I was like, do I really have to kill this guy? Like yeah, this yeah. is awful. Like you're the bad guy. Yeah. That's like, I was like, I was like, I'm the monster. Let's yeah. stab him. That's uh, Ninja Gaiden Three uh, Razor's Edge actually does something very similar. Mm-hmm. Where like you're just killing like so many people, and then they kind of bring it to a more human level, where there's like this one enemy that you gotta like put him out of his misery or whatever, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's it's really like a, a messed up thing playing the game, and it really kind of takes you back, and it make and that's what the whole game is based on is like humanity and like mm-hmm. you know how easy it is to to kill people yeah. in the game. That's mm-hmm. a great game, by the way, is uh, Razor's Edge. That whole newer Ninja Gaiden series is, is really good. I love the NES games, but the Xbox and, you know, PS4 or whatever, PS3 yeah. games are, yeah. are also really good. Yeah. But, um, so after Symphony of the Night, you know, the Belmonts kind of go under. They're, they're not really present, so to speak. And in the official timeline, that's when the Order of Ecclesia takes place, which is sometime in the 1800s. It's kind of vague. Yep. And essentially there's these new magicians that show up that are given these glyphs and the glyphs give them powers, you know, where they can, you know, use use them as weapons like swords, shields, whips, uh, you know, uh, spears, all sorts of stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I want a glyph. Yeah. <laughs> They're like fused into your back, and so she uses, no, you know, when she know gets the glyphs. <laughs> and what's, what's really cool is th- this thing I'm talking about with the glyphs. It's it's going to be very similar uh, in Bloodstained. Bloodstained, uh, the the game that's coming out, is kind of a spiritual successor, specifically to Order of Ecclesia, mm-hmm. because you get these crystals that get jammed into you. So when you whip, you know, kill these bad guys with the sword, mm-hmm. um, some of them give you special powers. And so the main character Miriam, she gets hit with these glyphs, and they like stab her through the the chest, oh, wow. and then they become part of her, and she gets the power. Mm-hmm. That she like screams yeah. out like as. Like you, it's cool. Like you whip the kill the enemy, and then this crystal pops up in the air, and then it jabs into your chest, and she's just like, oh! and then you know you gotta huh. use the power. It's really really cool. That's kind of like the mechanic in the game with what Soma was it Portrait of Ruin? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you kill the guy. I mean, it's, it doesn't hurt him. It, it, or like, not, like, not, like, like, uh, not Portrait of Ruin. No. Uh, Donna Sorrow. Aria Sorrow. Aria Sorrow. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's similar to that. Hmm. So, uh, after Order of Ecclesia in 1897, that's when Dracula, that's when it takes place. Mm-hmm. And so, there's a character, there's a series of characters, there's, uh, not a series, but the, the Morris family is, pr- is heavily present in... The Zacks. In, yeah, in, in the, huh? The Zacks. The Zacks, yeah, Zach Morris, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Freeze! Yeah, time out, that's his power. <laughs> time out, thank you. Yeah, time yeah. out, yeah, yeah. gotta kill Dracula. Time out! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is my... How are we gonna do this? Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How we ended up here? Well, no, he's the only one that. I think you should take note of that one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Time out. <laughs> we need to kill Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the, the the Morris family. They kind of take on. They're like descent. They in the official lore of the game, they're kind of like sort of descendants of the Belmonts. Like they work with the Belmonts very well, okay. so to speak. And so in Bloodlines, which takes place after Dracula, that's in 1970. That's the game in the series where you you don't play as a Belmont for like the first time, Mm. at least in terms of when the game was released. Yeah, so Quincy Morris was a character in Raisin Brand's Raisin Brand, <laughs> Raisin Brand, Raisin Brand Stoker. Raisin, Raisin Stoker. It's like so. Raisin Brand Stoker is like you're you're in a train and you're out of coal and just just put Raisin Brand in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he got his name, Raisin Brand Stoker. <laughs> Oh yeah, so Quincy Quincy Morris is a character in the Bram Stoker book, and so. The Belmonts kind of disappear, but the Morris family takes on the legacy. So there's other characters in the Morris family that kind of pop up throughout the series. There's another game, Circle of the Moon, that has a Morris in it. I never played that one. But well, that's the that's one. Good. Is that the one with the tarot cards? Yep, that's okay. the one with. I heard that was good. Yeah, it's it's a cool game. When it came out for the Game Boy Advance, it was like, if I recall, I think it was a launch title. It was one of the reasons why I bought a Game Boy Advance. Hmm. And the problem with the original Game Boy Advance, no backlight. Oh, yeah. So right. Or front light. Mm, so it was yeah. very, very, it was a very dark game. Oh, God, you have to have that little thing that clips yep, on the top. The light, yeah, yeah. the warm light. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's funny you say that because I remember playing that game mm-hmm. and being so flipping frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> because you couldn't <laughs> see it. You literally could not play it. Anywhere, unless you were right under a lamp. So yep. when the when the Game Boy Advance SP came out, I picked that up, and I was able to play the play the game. I didn't finish it, but it's I got pretty far in it, and that that has a Morris in that. Zachary, I think. Yeah, Zachary. Yeah, no, I think it's Nathan. <laughs> Zachary. No, Morris. Nathan. It's Nathan Graves, and then there's I think another. So. Character. That sounds familiar. Yeah, Nathan Graves, familiar. and then there's another character named Morris. But anyways. Back to the point. So in Bloodlines, you take on the role of John Morris or Eric Lacard. Uh, Eric Lacard has a spear. John Morris has a whip. That that, that was an exclusive game that came out for the Genesis, Sega Genesis. Mm. And so, oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the one and only game that came out. Oh, I, never, I haven't played that either, actually. I should probably get around to that. It's it looks really cool. good. It's, it's really good. Um, it's not as good. A lot of people always battle because they're like, oh, Super Castlevania 4 is better than Castlevania Bloodlines. And I'm in the Super Castlevania 4 camp. That game is a masterpiece, in my opinion. It's yeah, one yeah. of the best. It's, it's basically a, it's a remake. Game. That's the thing about Castlevania is the very first game with Simon Belmont has been remade God knows how many times. There was an MSX version. Uh, there was... I mean, it's been ported all over the place. MSX, Commodore 64, the NES was the original. Uh, it's been ported to the Versus Arcade system. And then they remade it. Called, uh, it was an arcade game called ha- Haunted Castle. And then they uh, made it again. Actually, for the MSX version of the game, is called Vampire Killer. Oh. So that's a totally different... It's the same game. But it's more Castlevania 2 influenced because there's like it's not non-linear, but it's there's like keys and stuff that you can get to like get to certain parts. So it's like it's more split paths, kind yeah. of similar to um, Symphony of the Night in a little bit. Then they remade the game again for Super Castlevania 4, and then they remade it again, Akamajo Dracula X68000, which that's the name in in Japan is Akamajo Dracula or Akamajo uh, Dracula Demon's Castle. 
So the X68000 version came out for the Sharp X68000, and that game is really cool. It was put onto a PlayStation port called Castlevania Chronicles, and that's a really cool game too. But all of those games that I just mentioned are the same game, just remade and re Many times over. Yeah, many times over. And they all have different styles, different music, you know, different unique features about them. Mm-hmm. Super Castlevania 4 is by far and large the one of the best Castlevania games ever made. But mm-hmm. anyways, back to the point. Uh, in Bloodlines you play as John Morris and then in Portrait of Ruin you play as his son, Jonathan Morris. And there's this whip in the game that you use that's your main form of attack. <laughs> so, <laughs> you're right there. You're, you're Jonathan Morris. Yeah. In, and then in, you're Jonathan Morris. No, you're John Morris. J O H N. John Morris. And then he Which named is his short son for? Jonathan. He named his son so, Jonathan. Jonathan. Right. And then his son Joseph. No. And then his son no. James. And then no, Jim. no, it's gotta be a J O. No, no. I think it's JoJo. That's exactly how it goes to. All right, so both. It's like you have a a, a, a lineage. Of vampire hunters passed down generation from generation, right. fighting the same vampires with magical powers yep. and tarot cards. Yeah, and tarot cards. <laughs> and Yu-Gi-Oh. Yes. <laughs> Yugi Jojo. Yes. Yeah. Yugi Jojo. Yugi Jo. Yeah. Yugi Jo. Yugi Belmont. So in I play the dark vampire in attack position. There are vampires in Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, are there? Yeah. Okay. Oh, there, you there you go. There's, there's a baby vampire, which is hilarious. <laughs> You're a baby vampire. Nice. So Portrait of Ruin, <laughs> you play as Jonathan Morris. You also play as uh, a woman named Charlotte Aulin, uh, I think his name, her name is. is that, it's A-U-L-I-N. Aulin? Is that a reference to someone? No. So Charlotte is a magician, whereas Jonathan Morris is more like the traditional Belmont style with the whip. He hasn't unlocked the full power of the vampire killer. Belmont style. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So um, what's interesting about Charlotte is she's supposedly a descendant of another, either a descendant or she's like the grandmother of another Castlevania character from Castlevania 64, and that's Carrie Fernandez. And she is part of this whole mage group. They kind of like made the Castlevania games into like half magic based, half like the vampire killer, you know, whip style, I mean, Belmont how, style. I mean, that's how it started. I mean, you yeah. can see the progression. Yeah. You know, it started, it's just like you said, it's purely regular Joes, mm-hmm. you know, being vampire killers. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> well, they are. Joe Belmont. Joe Moe's. Joe Moe's. <laughs> Jomo Belmont. Jomo Belmont. Yeah. But just, they're just guys. And they have, yeah. I mean, I guess it's a magic whip, kind of. Yeah. Well, it you is. Know. Yeah, because it's, you know. it's infused with the ability to, you know, kill evil holy spirits and right. stuff. But the, you know, side note to that is Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, which another fantastic game in the series. And Castlevania Three: Dracula's Curse, you play as Trevor Belmont... And uh, his name is Ralph in the Japanese version. I don't know why it's Ralph. <laughs> I am Ralph <laughs> Belmont. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't really strike fear yeah. into, into the hearts of men. The hearts of evil. <laughs> the hearts yeah. of vampires. <laughs> Ralph Belmont. Yeah. So what is a man? Wait, your name is Ralph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, your name is Ralph? Are you serious with this? <laughs> so. That's a dog's name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Trevor Belmont is the, you know, the tried and true Belmont in that game but you meet these three other characters there's Grant Dynasty who is, <laughs> I swear his name 
I'm sorry, what? His name is Grant Danassi. Grant Danassi, featuring oh, Shaft. Featuring Shaft, the Dark Priest. Yes. The Dark Priest. Wait, wait, featuring Shaft, the artist formerly known as the Dark Priest. <laughs> Shaft, who is also a character in Symphony of the Night. And Shaft is a dark lord who's basically trying to resurrect Dracula. Anyways, getting back to the point. So, Grant, Grant Danassi, who's like a pirate that you, that you come across in the uh, clock tower. And he's... He could join, <laughs> and he could join you in the uh, on your quest. I'm sorry. And then there's Saifa Bonades, who, even though she's labeled as a man, is actually canon-wise in the story and the series a woman. Hmm. And her and Trevor have a kid together, and that becomes the next Belmont or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, if I recall, I'm pretty sure. And then there's Alucard. Who is you know as we said that's his first appearance yep. so before Symphony of the Night he, and he looked totally different. So this is Castlevania three for Nintendo. This is, yes, yes, the yeah, NES. that is yeah. okay. yeah. his yeah. first yeah. appearance. Yeah, and what's interesting is there's been two origin stories for Castlevania. The first, which was retconned, was Castlevania Legends, and that one came out for the Game Boy. Uh, that's the final game if you don't count. Kid Dracula, which I can't remember when Kid Dracula came out. It's a side story, not important. Is that the one that's like a chibi Dracula yes. with like gray hair? Yep. Isn't that like, it's kind of like similar to the Akamuju, like the Japanese name is? Uh, well, it's Akamuju like Kid Dracula or whatever it's Okay, that's, yeah. that is the one I'm thinking of. The, yeah, like the way that. it works is uh, the Famicom game Kid Dracula is I believe it's a prequel to the Game Boy Kid Dracula, actually. So they're not, it's not a port situation. Like, they made two Kid Dracula games, if I recall. It's like a hmm. side story or a prequel. I don't know, whatever. Does he appear in um, Twin B, the Parodius game? He might. Games? Who? Kid so. Dracula? Yeah. Yeah, that's a possibility. Sure. It's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's For Super Nintendo? Yeah. I have a game, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't know you could be a little blue guy on the yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you yeah. could definitely be a kid Dracula. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe. I don't, I, I've only played the Saturn versions of but um, so that's that's pretty much the whole series. But there's this like interesting mix of these characters that are magicians, and there's also these characters that are non-magicians that are more like just vampire killers. Hmm. So yeah, All right, cool. Vampire hunters. Well, you know, before we get going, one of the things I'm, I know you've seen it. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've seen it or if you've seen it. Have you seen Castlevania yet, the Netflix series? Well, yeah, that's I made the Ralph reference. I have seen the what I have the. Let me print. I, I haven't remember. seen the whole series. Right, I, don't uh, I haven't watched it. I haven't well, I mean, watched it at all. Well, I, I personally liked it. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was great. The only thing I will say is that's what Alucard is. He is? Good. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. So I need to know. No, he doesn't say the line, does he? No, he doesn't. You yeah. say <laughs> What? You mean the what is a man? Yeah. Well, he doesn't say that line. So Alucard No, but I mean, alright, so Alucard is in it, like yeah. somebody somebody has to somebody throw has a glass of wine on the ground and say what is say. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. So No, I like I liked it a lot. Yeah, so. it was good. It was good. I was uh, I was a little nervous, but and what I like to hear is there's a lot of people that I know that don't watch that type of animation. Yeah. Like our, our friend Jeff doesn't watch like anime or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. He was flipping through, he's like, Castlevania, he texted me. He's like, is this any good? I'm like, watch it, you won't be disappointed. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, I think it's like four He watched it and he was like, I hate you, you ruined my life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and several hours later, he texted me back, he's like, I didn't stop watching it. I watched it all the way through. Yeah. He's yeah, like, dude, yeah. it was awesome. He just yeah. blew up his spot. <laughs> yeah. like, Jeff yeah. doesn't watch that type of animation. Well, he doesn't like anime. And like, right. it's very similar. It's very close to anime. It's like mm-hmm. a, you know, a heartbeat away from anime. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. He texted back, uh, I'm at an anime convention. Right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I am Trevor Belmont. <laughs> I am Trevor. F- <laughs> you're giving yourself stuff. Yeah, you're giving yourself more. No, because it's funnier. It's funnier if they hear the F first, and then and then like boop, 
You know, because you like you, you like you can almost Trevor hear it coming. Yeah. Belmont. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah, but uh, the only other thing that I want to say about the series is it's well known for its fantastic music and atmosphere. You know that gothic. Uh, imagery and atmosphere. It's the perfect type of game to play during this type of time of year. If you're listening to this, oh, we're yeah. recording in the fall. It's October. Yeah, it's, it's the best time of the year. Yep. So I it's, chose, it's, I chose it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Kevin. I'm Caitlin. I'm Brian. I'm Mike. <laughs> Next episode is going to be Silent Hill 2.